Hey, universe. Oh, you mo- oh universe, my universe. I, uh, I'm kind of in dead poet society mode right now because, uh, yeah, I feel like I'm, uh, well, no, that, that movie ended darkly. Uh, oh, oh, that just made me think of Robin Williams, who ended darkly, too. Okay, well, after that moment of, um, pause, unpause, mm, melancholy, uh, reset, let's get back to the fact that I, again, I'm just having, having these days, these great days. And it's as if the next 15 minutes are better than the last 15 minutes almost throughout the day. And I'm definitely at a peak right now as I sit at 9.33. Is it 9.33? Yes, indeed. It's 9.33 on the 23rd of December in the year, well, the year's all bullshit. But that does make it uh, 122322 at 933. I suppose there's a lot of numerology working there, right? Probably. I don't know. Seems like it. Seems like a good hand to have in cribbage. I know that much. Pause. And I'd have to say on my list of best uh, unexpected outcomes this year, uh, personally, I didn't realize there was such a club of real people and hang on let me let me finish this before I explain what I mean pause okay uh damn what was I talking about shit hold on oh yeah okay the club of real selves um having been a phony most of my life uh wow what does a phony make you a phony makes you somebody who if I can just put it bluntly constantly is forcing the issue on their terms because you're not allowing the universe to bob and weave in the terms that are exposed for everyone. No, you are controlling the action per whatever prerequisite you're uh, limiting the uh, structure of the game to exist within. What do I mean by all that gobbledygook? This. If you're putting on a bullshit act, you're throwing shade into the universe And nobody with the wherewithal to be true to themselves is going to dick around with somebody throwing shade into the universe. And you stand out. Because the club of genuines, the folk over being real, the folk who really are as exposed and available to the universe in this moment, as they were in the last moment, as they'll be in the next moment, because they just are who they are? Well, that club... Alright, I'm being a little gratuitous here by saying that I'm a member, but I know it exists, and I'm knocking on the door, and whatever it's going to take to join that club, I'm in. Because that club, that feels like the ultimate club to be in, period. I do like to say period a lot, like that provides some level of double emphasis by punctuating the end of my thoughtful sentence I can now convey to you that this is where we're going to stop at this point period pause sometimes I judge how much I got out of hmm, 
any mental exercise by the number of yawns that follow as soon as I take my first break. I've been working this uh, this list of questions for about, I'm going to say probably two hours. Hang on. Maybe not that long, but an hour and a half, and uh, <coughs> two hours ago, <coughs> I had no idea I was going to even start this little mental exercise. Hang on. In fact, oh man, yeah, yeah. Wow, what do you think, Phoebe? We ready to go here? Yeah, get up on my feet. Uh, two hours, well, all right, I got to blow my nose. Fuck. Oh, and man, did I do something dumb tonight. Twice on the fucking company phone, I said I was high. High. I'm just looking to get fired for that. I'm telling you, it's going to happen. But anyway, two hours ago, I saw him blow my nose. Hold on. Okay. Two hours ago, I was consumed by this scenario that somebody had presented to me that just, I couldn't connect, you know? One of those scenes where they describe how the act action went down and all the uh, sequential events that transpired and you're listening to it going oh yeah oh my god really and oh wow what Uh," you know that kind of story not even that um, melodramatic but with the sort of you know do you know oh man I say you know a lot I'm trying to stop saying you know in 2023 except when I want to say here's what you need to know you know um, <clears throat> hmm. the, <sighs> I don't know if anybody else in the universe is like this, but I am so like this that of course tonight went like this, but whenever <clears throat> I'm in one of those conversations with somebody where it's just going back and forth and you're just jumping topic to topic, whatever the next spur-of-the-moment thought brings the next spur-of-the-moment thought, that kind of conversation. I'll I'll always walk away from that in replay mode. And I do it where, because, uh, I hate to say it, but I'm an over-talker and an interrupter. And I think I've gotten used to trying to go back through an immediate charged conversation. And by charged, I don't mean like uh, combative. I mean just dynamic. When when I've been in that mode with somebody, I think oftentimes I've been rude. I've over-talked them. I've interrupted them. I've done something, uh, answered a question that, that I asked them for them. <laughs> I mean, shit, man, I can be a real dick in conversation. But it's because I'm, an- it's because I'm so engaged. I-, I can hardly contain my enthusiasm in great conversation. And I've really learned to temper this a lot. I used to be a lot worse than I am now. But I know now I still can overexert my conversational uh, 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 participation. Hold on. i got to blow my nose again. Stay where you are. All right. Thanks for staying where you were. And uh, I apologize for that because... If I can't tell you what I think you should know, then why the fuck am I telling you where to stay? You're not a dog. And even a dog, I don't tell where to stay. Fuck, man. I am just off the rails. What was I talking about, Phoebe? Do you remember? 
guess not. Okay. I better pause and figure it out. Right. Being a rude conversationalist. So, when I replay these exchanges back, oftentimes I'm looking for places where I was that. In some capacity, a rude conversationalist. And I knew at the beginning I was being this way. I was trying to slow down. And, and oh man, I just, I hear myself say things like, like, oh, and so you mean this? You know, you know like speaking for somebody even, uh, oh, God, oh. But there wasn't a lot of that. In fact, for the most part, I thought the exchange was uh, lively and fairly even. I didn't think there was any... Uh, I'll oftentimes walk away from a conversation like that feeling like I led the whole thing. Or I was uh, the only um, redirector involved. But this, neither of those conditions were in play. And, <clears throat> in fact, what it did was it was the sort of introduction to some life uh, notions that just left me further curious. And, yeah, you know, just filling in gaps where the story was, uh, was factually uh, cooperating you're like, well, okay, well, if that happened and that happened, then what's got to be the story between there? Because that's got to be kind of interesting, too. That kind of uh, uh, exchange is basically what I was decompressing. And <clears throat> yet there was one point of information in the whole conversation that I couldn't let go of. No matter what I was sort of replaying in my head, I kept coming back to, yeah, but what the fuck was that about? And, uh, and I'm not going to share this moment because why would I, but in that space, I started getting creative waves because I started thinking about what other things the conversation had led me to be uncertain about. And having gotten a little more insight into some of the specialty areas of emphasis uh, personally for, uh, this person, personally for this person, instead of animalistically for this animal. Well, <laughs> obviously I got animal on the brain because, um, it spontaneously combusted the perfect idea for what I was trying to kick around and whiteboard into some sort of crystallization of, I don't know, proper procedure and technique. None of that had to happen. Because all of a sudden, I saw exactly what to do. And I haven't had that level of inspirational moment. <laughs> well, gosh, no, I have had that. I've actually had that level of inspirational moment a lot lately. But to recognize it in real time, <laughs> yummy. I think that's time for some other yumminess. Buzz me for just a second. That would be all right to back. <clears throat> and I got to say... Like, as soon as the... Now this is... And this is only interesting to me, so everyone else, fast forward, stop, pause, whatever you gotta do, but I'm about to mentally masturbate all over myself. But first I gotta hit this uh, fucking bomb, so give me a second. And no, I don't need a towel. Because I brought my own.
Right, Tony? Right. Okay, I really gotta stop ripping off South Park. Do I? I hope not. I just... <coughs> the comedic genius that are Trey Parker and Matt Stone. If... <coughs> at one point... Okay, hold on. At one point I was trying to describe how... Like if you walk up... In meditation you can try to walk up to a ginormous wall and think about what that kind of presence does if that all-imposing presence does well for me what it does is it makes me think that's the genius of Trey Parker and Matt Stone and they so fundamentally in my lifetime shifted the direction of comedy that They might be my greatest comedic icon on Mount Rushmore. And and I think Dave Chappelle has been as influential in maybe a smarter way. But the body of work for Parker and Stone, it's just ginormous and it's phenomenal. <laughs> so, anytime I make a South Park reference, it is with the deepest respect and in the most purposeful vein of homage I can imagine. I just recently watched Bigger, Longer, and Uncut and there's just genius all over everything they do. So, what do you think, Tally? We high enough? No way, man! See, that's not even Tally. I'm just making shit up at this point. Pause. <laughs> I mean, for fuck's sake, they do the voices. Do you know? Oh, God, they're talented. Right, God? Right? Yeah. Wait, is God a she? Yeah. Is Tally God? Maybe. I'll tell you what. You prove to me that Tally isn't God, and then we can move the discussion forward from there. But until I see some of that evidence, I'm just going to go ahead and assume that Tally is God. And I think that's an assumption that we should all be making. Don't you? Pause. Okay, so back to the idea. This is a part of the mental masturbation where if you're going to participate here forward, I really think it's your fault. Again, from here backward, it's your fault too. But now going forward, I'm telling you, this part is probably going to suck. Understood? Great. The idea here <clears throat> dawned on me in the form of one single question. What's the least likable animal? Because flooding my head <clears throat> was an entire collage of splatter, cuteness, and Disney character animal uh, relevancy that wasn't really going anywhere. I was just kind of bathing in it, in this sort of informational network that I was now connecting into in minute minute capacity. So minute that, of course, I'm overwhelmed by and awash in this territory, which is unfamiliar to me, to think, okay, but what about the unlikable one? You know, almost a rubber band reaction of, oh, okay, I've had enough. Now tell me about the opposite. <clears throat> and that, that, my friends, was the Mayan Codex moment of, oh, what if they're all the same 
They're just symbolically different. It's a substitution pattern. Well, no, but counterintuitively, it's a, well, what's truly interesting in the animal world pattern? From my perspective, which of course is about the least coherent perspective when it comes to Earth's biology and ecosystems that you can bring to the table. And if that's not a recipe for how things are my fault, well, then what is? Okay, okay, okay. But this idea got better the more I worked on it. And I told you I've been working on it for at least 90 minutes, maybe closer to two hours. And I like it so much now. Oh, I don't want to spoil it, but I do want to share it. You know what I mean? It's like one of those things where it's like, oh, how am I going to hold on to this for two weeks? How am I going to hold on to this for even fucking two hours? Oh, my God. I'm so happy with where it went. I got to pause and take a bong and celebrate. I mean, if we're going to be fair, Phoebe's been awake for this whole thing. When was the last time Phoebe was awake for an entire podcast? Huh, Phoebe? Has it even happened? Literally. And I think Kitty's even in here. Oh, nope, Kitty's not. Ah, fuck Kitty. And this idea has the subtext spawning generational ideas potential to create an entire context of new informational uh, quirks to point out, I guess. Or just, ah, man, I love thought mental games. And I love the ones that in some way, shape, or form are helping elucidate, elucidate, illuminate. <sighs> All right, I put my vocabulary in the penalty box for five seconds. I'm going to speak in simple terms because there's no reason for me to be complex and using words incorrectly. Instead, I love feeling connected to the clever and escalating harmony vibe of the universe. I like getting one-upped in the clever game because if I can one-up and one-up and one-up and one-up, I don't even know how high we can go. And I think today's theme of trying to imagine the ceilings I've put in place for myself that don't even exist. There's no ceiling for how much kindness I can show. It's infinite. There's no ceiling for how much curiosity I can share with somebody who, in their own way, has brought that level of curiosity to the game too. I can one-up curiosity to the top of Mount Everest. And then, since we've seen that, what else do we need to go see? Because my curiosity's got the best of me. And I love feeling like I learned six things today that I didn't expect to even cross paths with. <laughs> Just a dynamic life expressing itself simply in a way that's appreciated because I never miss what's happening in the now. 
nor do I ever overestimate what I can plan for the future. If I take care of the now, in the immediate future, longer term things will start to reveal themselves in patterns. And I think some of that's happening here at the end of year one. And I don't even think it's really the annual shit. Like, you know, I know I'm pressing here at the end to try to get to the 53rd episode on January 1st. And I actually think I'm going to make it. <laughs> Shockingly, I've had enough to say so far. Now, I'm sure I just screwed myself karmically with that little commentary. But I won't compromise the content for no reason just to get to the 53rd episode. But I'm so full of ideas coming out of today. I'm literally incapable of getting them all written down fast enough not to lose a bunch of them. So, how good does that feel? Overwhelmed by my own creativity in a capacity that I just can't even corral all of it. I just have to watch some of it fleetingly come and go with the idea of, oh yeah, that'd be cool. Oh yeah, that too. Oh, that'd be clever. Oh, fuck, what was I just thinking? <sighs> Let it roll over me. But getting back to how the kernel of the idea turns into the progression of the thought, into the thematic escalation of the concept, into the perfect presentation of how it should work. It started with one question. What's the least likable animal? So, what do I mean about how ideas, how they gain ground, how they, how they gain presence, how they morph into something bigger, how they gain traction and then once they have some stability, they can take risks. And once that risk proves fucking fertile, now all of a sudden you stretch this idea into something amazing. Well, that seems like another ceiling we could do without. My amazing meter is going off today like I can't remember it going off in a long time, maybe ever. How's yours, man? <laughs>